0: Get trusty women and ye men in Tommy John each day remember it's the perfect gift to give this homage <laughs> <damn.
1: laughs> ho, 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 ho. with over 18 million pairs sold to good boys and girls just like you Tommy John is rearing in this softness season with a gift to those who made my nice list you deserve a special gift of Tommy John underwear and loungewear <laughs> one to
0: alter up the land Tommy John's brand
1: this holiday season make everyone in your family that much more comfortable with the holiday gift of Tommy John underwear and loungewear for the holidays get 20% off your first order at Tommyjohn.com slash victory 20% off at Tommyjohn.com slash victory see site for details
0: hey this is Stephen A. Smith from No Mercy festivals football flannels
1: First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filippone. All right, welcome to First and Pod. Thanks for being with us. Subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend, every team, every week, every game. I guess it's every team, every game, every week, whatever. It doesn't matter. He's Andrew Filippone. I'm Danny Parkins, coming to you after Patriots and Bills. That was a, uh, a game of Contrast of styles, man. Josh Allen is about as exciting of a football player when he's good uh, as we have in the league. And the Patriots offense just dinking and dunking and throwing short of the sticks when they're down three scores late is as tough of a watch offensively in football. That was awful.
2: Yeah, I watch New England. And I think up until the Thanksgiving game, Danny, You know, we were starting to give Bill Belichick a lot of praise for the strides his defense had made. They were dominant on that side of the ball. They were winning games. It wasn't always pretty, especially offensively. But it was like, you know, master's class and how Belichick schemes each week, comes up with a game plan, finds a way to win. Other teams make mistakes. He pounces on them. They win. Now these last two games have me back thinking and wondering about, like, why did they draft Mac Jones and not do more to put themselves in position to draft the quarterback that you have in Chicago and Fields? Was it the Nick Saban-Belichick thing? Was it Jones just reminded Bill of Brady? Yeah. I mean, well, okay, that's not a good enough reason. Oh, clearly. Okay, so like he's he's the GM. He has carte blanche and, and and total authority there. He's fucked up their quarterback situation. Yeah. And 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 so what are they gonna do or what is he gonna do to get out of it? Is he just gonna triple down on Mac Jones and say, hey, Brady had to win games ugly other than what he did in clutch moments late in games his first couple of years is Belichick just expecting that by year three or year four or year five of Mac Jones that he's going to get the last laugh
1: over everybody well he needs speed and like difference makers on the offensive side of the ball like watching Stevenson run is because he drags people for a few yards extra or whatever okay
2: so that's a that's a totally separate question like is it Mac Jones or is it their lack of weapons I mean both are not good but I'm saying you still have to you still have to as they still have to analyze both they still have to figure out if it's one or or the other or both
1: I think I, I my, my thing is I, I think it's both man mac jones to me i feel like i'm watching a quarterback from 30 years ago like what young prospect comes into the league and has no mobility and i and i know like he'll like third down he'll he'll do the little quarterback under center thing like it's like just like, like a weird brady imitation i i know the, the the numbers in terms of quantity of runs he's not at the bottom but in terms of like actual like difference making mobility extending plays to pass like he just he has nothing special to his game, and then you start thinking about the other guys, the, the receivers especially, and they don't have the difference makers there. So I, I think it's a combination of both, but I just think that Bill is trying to win offensively in such an archaic, smug style of football. Like, I did it before this way so I can do it again. Good luck, man. Your, your point – every every quarterback prospect that comes into the NFL is like a truly mobile player. They might not be Fields or Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen. Yep. But but they can they can extend plays with their feet and throw the ball down the field. So, I mean, who who's the best skill position guy on New England?
2: Either Stevenson or Jacoby Myers, who are nice players. Well, and that's why his spending spree, the the one time they did it the year after Brady uh did not work. Did not Hunter Henry, Johnu Smith, Kendrick yep. Bourne, Nelson Aguilar. He's they spent a lot of money. They didn't there's not much to show for it. So I mean as the GM, he's messed that up, but it's also to your larger point, he thought a classic drop back pocket quarterback was the way to go. When he had options in that draft. Yeah, I mean, he took the fifth of five.
1: You know, Mac Jones was the fifth of five quarterbacks taken, but...
2: He didn't have to take them. He could have said, we'll trade for a quarterback or we'll just wait to the next draft.
1: Yeah, but I I think you hit on the two things. I mean, at least if you believe the public narrative that him and Saban and then... Oh, Mac Jones wowed everybody at the senior bowl with his brain and his ability to recall plays and draw it up on the board. And so it just reminded him of a football IQ with Brady and he went there. And then as for the bills, man, like I I know they've had moments and stretches of inconsistency this year, and that's maybe putting it lightly, but it still feels like their ceiling is as high as anybody in the NFL. And maybe that's just an obvious, bland statement, and I don't mean it to be. But Josh Allen just makes plays that very few human beings on Earth can make. So if he is playing well for a four-game stretch in January, they can win the Super Bowl. Like, they just can. I, I know he has bad turnovers, and I know they go through offensive droughts and the Von Miller injury, and they put him on IR, and they expect to have him back. And it hasn't been as smooth sailing as we thought it was going to be, but they're everybody's Super Bowl. You know, they get everybody's best effort. And Josh Allen is still just an amazing physical talent. I Mahomes is a better player. He's a better quarterback. But Allen is incredible. And so like that, that play where he shed the sack – and was going to the sideline to the right and threw it back across his body past three defensive players, that's an insane all-time quarterback highlight. Put it on the guy's reel for Canton, man. Like That, that is a special one-percenter play. So, yeah, they, they, they're still dangerous to me.
2: And I think they needed to win this game because they had lost both AFC East road games. You know, that from that perspective, put yourself in the driver's seat to win the division again to get yourself at least the one game in Buffalo in January. I think that's significant. You know, we saw Tampa go on the road and win three playoff games and then get the home Super Bowl, but that was during COVID. You know, there's still very few examples, Giants in 07, Steelers in 05, a teams that went and did it that way. It's so and – and in that conference, it just – with with Burrow and with Mahomes and with what two is doing. Like I just don't see them winning. Can they? Because of what you're saying with Allen? Yes. But they've also been tight in big games. Yep. I think the coach is also actually a liability in those situations. So that's why I think that that the odds makers have it right. They should still be among the contenders, of course. But to have them as the absolute favorite, like where they were at the start of the year, we've seen the market, I think,
1: properly correct itself on the Bills. All right, let's get to the slate. Um, Today was a game between two teams with a winning record. Yep. We only had one of those last week with Titans and Bengals. We've got five of them on Sunday. Five matchups of teams with winning records. I'm sure it's happened this late in the season before, but it's pretty incredible that we get that this late in the year and neither of them are the Sunday night or the Monday night game, Yep, which is brutal for the national audience, which we'll get to. But let's start with the game of the week, Bengals-Chiefs, the rematch. Are you a believer in the idea that Cincinnati might be the Chiefs kryptonite? I am... In this way, I
2: don't think the intimidation factor exists there for Cincinnati, and I don't know how you could feel that way. Like, the Bills have gone into Arrowhead twice and won, but it was in the regular season, and until they beat them in the playoffs, there's going to be this feeling that those games are almost like glorified scrimmages or preseason games that you don't really take into account when making predictions on what's going to happen in this year's playoffs. Well, they Cincinnati, beat them in the playoffs. What's that? They beat him in the playoffs. The Bills beat the Chiefs? The Bengals. I'm talking about with the Bills, they've gone to Arrowhead twice, and the but the intimidation factor is still there because they lost that playoff
1: game. I misunderstood you. I'm sorry. Right. I'm but sorry. But with the
2: Bengals, it's not because they were down double digits and they won that game. Last January. I
1: misunderstood you.
2: I actually think this is one of those weird games, rare games, where the Chiefs have more to prove than the Bengals. Because the Bengals can lose this game. And as long as they don't get, you know, as long as it's not a Cowboys-Vikings situation, I think as long as they're competitive, they lose. I think Burrow shakes it off and is like, I'll see you guys again in January and I'll get, I'll get it when it counts. He's that dude. So,
1: he's that, that dude. I, I I've heard that narrative this week that this game is somehow bigger for the Chiefs than it is the Bengals. Last year they lost twice. All dude, all that stuff. Uh, okay. Two things. One, do we actually think there's a scenario on earth where Mahomes and Reed and Kelsey if they did lose this regular season game to Cincinnati Would have some sort of like intimidation or doubt in the postseason. Those guys don't fear anybody. And then the other thing the Bengals are seven and four. Okay. They lose this game, they're seven and five. Okay. Their schedule after the Chiefs game, Cleveland at Tampa, at New England, home against Buffalo, home against Baltimore. Cincinnati is not a lock to make the playoffs. So. Well, yeah, they is, are. of course, bigger for Cincinnati. They are now. They're they're a lock now
2: because New England lost. They're going to make it. Probably.
1: Pro- they're, they're, they're probably going to make the playoffs. But the Chiefs are a lock to make the playoffs. The Bengals right. are probable to make the playoffs. So, I mean, they, they could turn around and lose to New England. We don't know what the Browns are going to look like with Deshaun Watson back. Like, listen, I, I think the Bengals are good. They've been in most games this year. They're crazy high scoring. I mean, they get Nixon back. They get Chase back. Like the I think the Bengals are making the playoffs. But I just I I I don't believe there's a scenario where the Chiefs are intimidated by Cincinnati.
2: Well, you might think that way, and that's fine, but the 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 end of the first half of the AFC championship game absolutely carried over into the second half of that game. So there is a psychological. That was a psychological loss by Kansas City. That I, I believe that that was a mental loss where the quarterback could not get over the fact that he butchered that situation, and I think that carried over into the way he tried to press and play in the second half of the AFC Championship game. Yeah, it was the
1: worst we've ever seen Mahomes play in a big game.
2: Right. So for me, I've watched Burrow beat him in a shootout. Where his defense couldn't get stops and he beat him and was behind the eight ball early. And I've seen it the reverse where their defense actually beat him. So I don't know. I mean, is there any other team in the NFL that can that can stake that who can claim that? No one in their division.
1: I mean, they're no, literally again, I, one I'm of not, one. I'm not- you're, you're right. I'm not saying that the Bengals don't have confidence against the Chiefs. I'm saying the Chiefs don't lack confidence against the Bengals. So, and I think that that is immaterial of the result of, of this game. I will say uh, Sneed, the corner for the Chiefs, Ladarius Sneed, pretty bold saying that you're going to shut down T. Higgins this week. Okay. So isn't Justin Reed, to, isn't Reed talking shit too about? Yeah, Chase? They're, they're 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 you know Kelsey was talking a little bit about how you're going to get our best and all this. So like, back, back it up, back it up. But I I don't know that I would be. I'm very if you're excited shut for Steve Higgins. I am so
2: hyped for this game.
1: It's, it's a an real awesome heavyweight fight. It's an it's an awesome awesome. I mean, and and hopefully Mixon and Chase are actually a hundred percent and not limited. So it feels like a fair fight as well. It's It's a great game. It is. Jets and Vikings, another matchup of winning records. You think we see Zach Wilson again this year?
0: jumpstart your savings with commonwealth central credit union we'll even help you get started by giving you $200 when you open our high yield gtky savings account whether you want to build emergency savings save for a big purchase or put money aside for a special event we're here to help you reach your financial goals jumpstart your savings with $200 from commonwealth visit wealthcu.org and enter promo code jumpstart federally insured by ncua certain restrictions apply visit website for complete details
1: Mike White, man. Oh, Jesus. Please tell me you're not. You... I'm not. I'm not. But I believe in the phenomenon of weird things. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, and I don't think Mike White is good put, or Mike White.
2: Put that Mike... in a Twitter bio. I am a believer in the phenomenon of weird things. Dude. Danny
1: Parkins. Zach Wilson is on the third string on the scout team. Yep. Mike, Mike White had a game that was so good that he went home to his wife and his wife said, who are you? Like he's having an out of body experience and the team is still winning. Like they're not going to bench Mike White for Zach Wilson after one loss. It's going to take a couple. And then are you going to play Zach Wilson the last game of the season? If they're locked into a playoff seating only then to confuse matters heading into the postseason, like, Mike White, I do think his. I, I think Zach Wilson plays again for the Jets, but I'm not convinced at all that he plays again for the Jets this year because I don't think he's going to struggle this week. The Vikings' defense has given up 400 yards a game. Like it's you know it's 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 not a good defense. Okay. So and then so if he stacks another good game, he's just going to buy himself a longer leash. I I, I don't think the
2: I still. I'm sorry. I think that given what's invested in Wilson and what Sala said when he made the move, I think they're looking for a bad game from Mike White to make the switch because of how much they've invested in Wilson. Yeah. So it might not happen this week, but what's their record? Seven and four?
1: Yeah, seven and four, third place in their own division. Okay, so they've got six games left. I think even if Mike
2: White plays well against the Vikings, that's still leaving him with five opportunities to look like a third-string quarterback again. And I think the second that happens, they go back to Zach Wilson. And he, he offers up a Mia culpa. And Salah talks about how the reset did wonders for him that he didn't even have to dress and he was just able to watch. And that he had a winning record this year. He was five and two. And I think he's just in timeout right now. I think he's just locked up in his room with his PlayStation, and that's all he's allowed to do. Probably looking at pictures of his mom's friends. And that's what he's doing right now. Until Danny, I don't think Mike White is like in a Heineke situation, do you, where he's actually gonna get hot here and play well? I just refuse to believe that.
1: Again, I don't I don't think that he is special. I just think that they. They believe in him, and they—he
2: a- was their third-string quarterback. When he when Wilson was hurt, they played Joe Flacco over Mike. White. Did you see the scenes from that locker room celebration last week? They were happy for him, man. Manny, I lived this. The Steelers players loved Duck Hodges. He fucking sucked, and when he won games, they acted like they had you know gone to Mardi Gras together. He was a likable, popular person. Oh, great but that wears off fast.
1: Yeah. Zach Wilson has the yips, man. The quarterback coach for the Jets this week was like, I feel like a personal amount of failure and responsibility for getting to this point because they hired him for
2: Wilson. That's why he's saying that that's the only reason why that guy's there. But so it's not, but so I, it it doesn't seem like a one week fix. I I don't think think it necessarily is, but I think they'll look to put him back in the lineup for sure okay
1: all right what's the next game titans eagles another game two teams with a winning record nick sirianni is the odds-on favorite minus money for nfl coach of the year should he be
2: well let me ask you this do you think he's done a better job than vrabel this year based um, on your preseason expectations we both like the eagles so that's Everybody why, the Eagles. right? That's why I'm surprised that Sirianni seems to be getting all this love for the coaching job he's done. Isn't it more about what the GM did and what their front office did to put this team together? That's how well, I and,
1: see it. Yeah, I mean, I I think that he gets a lot of credit in people's minds. I mean, ten and one. It's it's one of those awards that often does go to coach with best of team with best record like I think if they ended up not winning the NFC East it would turn around like I I thought before I looked at the odds before I you you put this question in there I I was like who do I think has exceeded expectations the most and I thought Robert Sala that was the guy that I would you you brought up Vrabel I thought Sala or maybe Mike McDaniel uh would have been the guys who would have like more surprising and i know with mcdaniel they made so many additions and tyreek has been so amazing and now two is getting so much love that he may there's maybe like credit being split in miami but the jets being seven and four is more surprising than the eagles being 10 and one so i i think Salah should not be the third favorite on the board well i always
2: looked at the award, not so much just give it to the coach who has the best record, but give it to the coach who did the most with maybe the least. Who got the most out of his team. I feel like that's what it should be. Yeah. Like, and and so, to be honest with you, I honestly think you could make a reasonable argument that the three other coaches in the NFC East are actually more deserving of the Coach of the Year award than Sirianni. Because... Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys were looked at as a descending team that had peaked last year, and then Dak gets hurt, and they weather the storm without him. The Giants were looked at as an absolute afterthought. The Commanders won their first game, went sucked, they benched them. Now they might make the playoffs. I mean, I think – yeah, did I think the Eagles would be ten and one? No. But I'm actually more surprised about the Cowboys being where they are than the Eagles. I'd probably give the award to McCarthy and all I do is rip the guy.
1: It's yeah, I don't know. I, I rip him, so, him so much I can't go there with you. That just that that's that's big of you, uh, to admit that. It's it's funny, like I Sirianni clearly has done a good job. Yeah, he's done a fantastic job. So it's not, it's not ridiculous to give it to him. And I, it's also one of those awards where it's like Popovich should win it every year in the NBA. Belichick should maybe win it every year in the NFL until like the last couple, but it just doesn't happen that way.
2: But Vrabel won the award last year because Henry got hurt and they still were able to win big and, be the, and have the best record in the AFC. They had to overcome something significant. Where has that happened with Philadelphia this year? Their rookie defensive tackle got injured for a few games. I mean, I just don't.
1: No, I'm with you on that. They I mean they they have a unbelievable rot, the best offensive line in football. Yeah, top two or three MVP candidate quarterback. They acquired a number one wide receiver, multiple Pro Bowlers on defense. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I like this. We're not. We're doing big stories here not necessarily giving you a ton on the Titans there, but fuck the Titans. Saints-Bucks. <laughs> Brady said this week that he'd rather lose than not play football. Is he going to play next year?
2: And that Patriots thing came out in the Athletic where they're like, what if he goes back to New England? Did you see that?
1: No. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they think there's a chance that happens.
1: I'm sure they do. That's um, not happening. He's too old for the cold.
2: Well, let me ask you, do you think he'll play? So that's the question. Do you think he'll play next year?
1: If the only reason he retired was for his family And and now he divorced his family. I know you only divorce your wife, but I mean, the kids probably think it's cool that dad plays football and he certainly doesn't seem to care. Yeah. I don't think he wants to go out like this. So yeah, I, I think that he will turn himself into a guy who chases counting stats. He'll put some other measurement out there of success, some other slight, and he'll play again. I mean, he's had moments of still looking really good this year with a super live arm, and a ton's happened to that team in terms of injuries. I think as long as he doesn't suffer a huge injury the last few weeks behind this banged-up offensive line, especially with Worfs out, I think he probably plays.
2: Well, I do think the way he's looked the last few weeks does lend credence to the theory... That when stuff was going on in his personal life before the divorce was official, it was carrying over to the way he played. And the craft, he the craft wedding getaway where he wasn't prioritizing football. Like, he looked like a guy suffering a midlife crisis. I think he's got some clarity in that. Okay, this is over now. This is behind me. And, yeah, I like, I think... He, like, isn't there a way, isn't he, is he a free agent after this year? How, like, I'm, I want to know what his contractual obligation is to Tampa beyond this year. And are there voidable years in there? Is there maneuvering for him to get out of it? Is he married to Tampa? If he plays football, does it have to be there? I mean, with the player empowerment thing, with the way we've seen players move around, if he wants to play somewhere else next year, it'll happen. But I just wonder what the complicating factors are
1: with that It right looks like now. he is a free agent, but a no tag clause for 2023. 2023 to 2026 years automatically void with a $35 million cap hit. But he has no. I, I believe I believe he is an unrestricted. He he is a free agent. Yes, I believe so. If I'm reading this correctly,
2: is that like a spot track situation right now that you're looking? Yeah, at? Yeah, but it's a,
1: it's weird. Like I re, I look at spot track every day, and I I've never seen a page like this. It says for free <laughs> agent. It says 2023 UFA. But then underneath it, it says that he's not an unrestricted free agent until his age 50 season with a $35 million cap hit for next year. So it's like, there's a flaw in it. So maybe, maybe I almost
2: feel like he's going to maybe do some broadcasting stuff in January and February. Think, well, this isn't all it's cracked up to be. I think I'd rather play football next year. That's well, he's taking
1: that Fox money, buddy at some point.
2: Well, yeah. Well, Joe Buck doesn't think so, but I, I I tend to agree with you.
1: He's taking that money. I don't know how Box, much he just lost in FTX. Bucks, He's taking that opinion,
2: Buck's opinion is that he'll never call a game for Fox. Is that right? I
1: read that. That's great. I wish Joe Buck would have said that on our show. He comes on our show all the time. That's a great headline. Come on, Joe. I know. Give, give, give us the takes. When do you think we get an Odell Beckham decision, and do you think it's going to be the Cowboys, Cowboys and Colts?
2: I just my my issue with this whole no well when do I think we'll get a decision I think we will next week okay I think late next week we'll get one it might even be a weekend thing where it happens Saturday or Sunday bef- right before games are gonna get played um but I just see this is the stuff about the Cowboys and Jerry Jones that I think comes back to bite them you got a really good team. There's a lot to like about your team right now. Why are why are you chasing this? You know, I don't think Odell Jr comes in there and is like a you know, a team obliterator divisive guy. I don't necessarily mean that. But I just don't think it's a necessary thing to do. I don't, think, I, I don't think it's worth chasing this guy and, and having your team wondering how he fits in. Are we going to get him or not? I just don't think they need that shot in the arm or that extra guy to win a Super Bowl. I don't. I don't think he's the missing piece for them.
1: I think that he doesn't hurt. And whatever contract he signs, if there was some sort of issue, you just get rid of him. Okay, but I I don't think Dak –
2: I don't trust Dak as a quarterback to seamlessly incorporate Odell and his personality and what he wants into their offense on the fly this year. Maybe that would benefit them with an offseason and training camp and stuff for next year, but I I just don't think he's a confident or comfortable enough quarterback where he makes that work like that this year in a pinch i
1: don't well i mean we we don't you know coming off this injury in in really short order it's 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 tough to get up to speed so i i don't know you know so so the only guys who could do it are brady and like the guys who have been doing it for 10 years like yes go through the go so okay well so go through the playoff teams he's he's signing if if he's playing this year he's signing with the playoff team where do you like him you like him in tampa Um, they're going to win the division at five and six. I would like, I would like them there because
2: Brady did that with Antonio Brown. He found a way to fit Brown in, even though we had Evans and he had Godwin, and he found a way to make that work late in the year. Where by the end of the season, Brown was their most targeted and their most productive receiver in that in that playoff run and Super Bowl run, and he found a way to manage all those mouths to feed so yeah even though they're not a good football team right now i would trust brady to make that work more than i would some of these other guys
1: sure so like that's 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 the one that seems kind of obvious right but like there's been no smoke about that so so just going through the playoff teams buffalo no miami Miami, no. no jets absolutely not what about baltimore like, Lamar has not been a consistent passer this year, but I, no. I want want to see him with the receiver. No. You know, I actually like... I could like, see Baltimore.
2: You know, I like more for this, just because of his demeanor and personality, is Herbert and the Chargers. That, that won't happen either. There's been no rumors about that. But I feel like that's... Like, the way he carries himself, I feel like that wouldn't bother him.
1: Oh, I like, don't think I don't, it would, I don't think it would bother him either. And, dude, I think Odell Beckham's really, really popular among players. I don't think it's going to bother most people. And the, but the Chargers might well, not make the playoffs. I, I just think there's going to I just think the quarterback feels a pressure to, to really, give him the ball.
2: Yeah, whether Odell Beckham Jr. does that in a gratuitous way or a selfish way, I just think his personality and his resume almost demands that. And I I don't think every quarterback. On the fly, him parachuting
1: in is built for that. I, I you're, you're, you're probably right. Um, if like, I think Geno has...
2: Smith might handle that well. I think he's got a nice, calm, placid demeanor about him. Your boy, love Geno.
1: <laughs> That'd be great. So that put him in Seattle. That'd be fun. But
2: the Giants, no, absolutely not. I think that's San Francisco. No, no. I think the giant situation is just not, that would be back page fodder. It'd be, if he has a quiet game, but they win, that's all people are going to obsess about, want to talk about. No, I don't think that that's good for anybody involved.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name your price tool from Progressive.